Welcome to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast, podcast number 218. I'm your host today, David Palermo, and today we have a special guest, and we will dive right into it. As always, get to numbillsfan.com, and if you want to support the site, there's an Amazon click-through link or a PayPal donation link, and uh, it helps provide server space and website space. And as always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports, and uh, you know... R.I.P. Brody Stevens. He uh, is not with us anymore. So if you guys know the Punch Drunk family, really sad to hear that. Um, but reach out to them. And as always, check out their podcast at Punch Drunk on Twitter, Instagram. And there's a new guy, Chad Zumach. On the line today is my old friend, Rob Antonucci. And we're going to dive right into it after this intro music. As always, follow Numb Bills fan everywhere. All right, so on the line, we have a fan of the show for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I actually listen to the show. I don't. Like, when I found out uh, you listen, uh, I was really honestly flattered. And <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, you know, um, because you had, you're a teacher. You do you wear a lot of hats. You're a family man. And uh, on there the line, too many. yeah, like totally. Do you want to introduce yourself? I know this is yeah, awkward. Yeah. Awkward way to do no, it. No, my name's Robbie Antonucci, and uh, I uh, I grew up in the Rochester area watching the 90s Bills. I uh, grew up with uh, some great Bills football. I was in middle, kind of middle and high school years during that time, and I moved to Buffalo after that uh, to go to art school. Uh, lived there for about four and a half years, ate a lot of Flutie Flakes, and uh, moved back to Rochester, uh, started a band, uh, one that... Maybe some of you have heard of this band called Achilles. I know uh, Dave listens to Achilles. And uh, uh, just living uh, down south now, I live in uh, Geneseo area, south of Rochester. And uh, I live in Geneseo with my wife and uh, my two kids watching the Bills. Go Bills. Right on, man. Um, Yeah, so we – I didn't even know that about you until like a year ago. And um, (laughs) – So it's like really interesting because my whole perspective was uh, I started going to these. My friend ended up playing this band and he was like, dude, you got to see this band. Then he joined him and they were called Wide of the Mark. And some members formed this other band, Speaker Fire. And our friend Dan Frazier, if you're in Buffalo, he has uh, Frazier Painting and Drywall. If you need drywall and painting, if you can read or listen to the title, read. Yeah. Um, But he was in the band. And then my friend Aaron lived down the street and he was a bass player from uh actually my neighbor so i would somehow get sucked into giving him a ride to practice and i ended up meeting you know and making friends out there a little bit not a ton i'm not that well liked but um i really felt welcome for the most part and uh i i felt like in buffalo people were I don't want to say, like, like there's rumors in Rochester about music, about, like, musicians getting, like, booed off stage, which I don't know if it's true or not. Like, I don't know anything, but, like, it's, like, Rochester's very fickle. And, and in Buffalo, yeah. I find a lot more people into, say, hardcore and or, yeah. like, into, like, their niches. And even BMX, yep. dude. I would go to 
the the skate park over there, um, X Wheels or whatever it was called, and I'd ride my BMX bike during the bands I didn't give a fuck about, and then I go like watch Madball and be like stoked, yep. you know. And I was there the time Mackie play with with, with Madball for that little short run. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and that, that was, was that like was the best time. Yeah, and Freddie Madball taught the sound guy, and it was awesome. <laughs> You know, as always. So it's like. Well, that, that's par for the course for Buffalo. Right, dude. So it's yeah. fucking awesome. And it's like, so, you know, you and I, we were talking pre-roll here and because I, I talk a lot. And one of the things, that, and we're kind of here quicker than I thought on our set list here was when Brandon Bean came out and said he was a Buffalo guy. And I'm yeah. a guy where, like, I was doing anything but staying in Rochester since I was a teenager. And, yeah. I, and I, like, look at Buffalo like a very sacred place to me. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but I'm a fan. Uh, I'm somebody who, like, I, I'm i more into football now than ever. And in the 90s, I was more into basketball, honestly. And, like, I didn't understand football to this level yet, let alone, but I always played, you know, football games growing up since NES. Like, always tackle ball, always. So, like, I understood the play art. And with the Bills, I would always cheer them on because they're the hometown team, yep. you know. But it's like you kind of really don't understand, like, how cutting edge that offense was back in the day and how that offense would still hold up today and yeah, how oh, really definitely. tough Andre Reed was going over the middle and does not get enough credit still to this day. If people want to talk about Welker, they want to talk about Edelman, they want to talk about, like, get the fuck out of here. Welcome to Andre fucking Reed, and I'll still kick the shit out of you. Stop. Well, I- I think too, just as important as their defense, because that '90s Bills defense was scary. I mean, it really was. I mean, I I named my son Bennett. His name's Bennett after Cornelius Bennett. Are you serious? That, yeah, that's my you son's call him name. Biscuit? I named <laughs> we hear that all the time, and I tell him he has to earn it. <laughs> he has he hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, did you know that was my son's name? No. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about Bruce? <laughs> well, we, we you got a, Bruce. You got a new dog coming now. I'm going to send you a puppy. <laughs> and you're never going to give it back. <laughs> Bruce. It's gonna, you know, oh, my God. That's so funny. No, we told that story to Bruce Smith. He loved that story. Really? He goes, oh, have you met Biscuit? <laughs> I said, no, not yet. I said, they, we want to meet him really bad. We, meaning my son and I. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we, go, we go to all these signings. And uh, and he's like, have you met him yet? And I said, no, not yet. He goes, oh, I got to tell him. I got to tell him. Uh, and then I forgot who he said. I think he, he said he named his dog Biscuit. Yeah, I think that's what he told me. So you went to <laughs> Buffalo because of the Bills for college? No, I mean, that was part of it. Like how much just, of a part of it? Um, I don't know, a little. I mean, a bigger part of it was music for me. It, Buffalo kind of had everything I wanted. You know, right. it was close to home, but it was still a big city. It had a really good art program. I went to UB for art and had the bills, had a really good hardcore scene, uh, great food. You know, that was huge too. Mighty Taco, chicken wings. It's still the staple of my diet to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it had everything I really wanted, you know, and it was still close enough where I could drive back to Rochester if I needed to. So the bills were part of it, but they were it was during the Flutie years. So it was still kind of fun to be in Buffalo. And, you know, it was, they were starting to decline a little bit, but everyone was still really pumped on them for many you didn't, years. Even you after. Didn't, yeah. You didn't know it. You know what I mean? You didn't know. No. Um, 
So that's really interesting. Uh, in a parallel thought, when we would go out to Buffalo, uh, teenagers, there would always be like, before I started driving alone, because I hated having to have like this gas money argument with people, and I just <laughs> gave everybody the bird and started driving to Cavalier alone. Right. And it was the best decision of my life because I was like the only one that had to be up early in the morning anyways. So like I was like, why am I doing this? So um, we would do, I would do the El Nino challenge. <laughs> and I think I would, I would like eat too. And back then you didn't have, to put this in perspective, back then you didn't have Taco Bell selling a half pound thing. This was like the big, this was like. What are you doing to yourself? Like, why are yeah, you doing? You, like, you might as well just open up a, a damn can of Dad's dog food and just eat that with some pepper. Yeah, you got to explain how big that thing actually was, because I don't know if everybody listening. Well, for the time, but you're, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, a truck is a lot bigger now than it used to be, too. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's like, it, 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 it's just a different time because Taco Bell has things that are just like enormous. Like, I somehow right. spent thirty one dollars. Well, amongst three people on Taco Bell last night. <laughs> it's all we have now. Yeah, it's awful. And the, and the last Mighty Taco, somehow these dingbats can't figure out a way to stay open. I actually pulled in the Mighty Taco in Greece to like an empty box. I'm like, what the fuck? This thing is like broken. Oh. <laughs> now, there, like, were, there were two of them open. Is the other one open or they, did they both close? They are both out of business. I'm sorry to say. Uh, Oh, well. All right. Well, now I got to go back to Buffalo. Nothing wrong with that. So here's the next thing on the docket. You yeah, being yeah. Uh, uh, a, a person who spent a lot of time in Buffalo, me being somebody who finds the place sacred and, and holds high respects to, to the Buffalonians because, um, you know, very more of a blue-collar town than Rochester, actually. Yeah. Oh, big time. You know, we're more of a white-collar town. Yeah. Um, so... Brandon Bean comes out, and this podcast today is about loving Josh Allen, okay? Mm -hmm. Brandon Bean comes out, and he puts his balls on the line, or he just was talking some shit, and goes, no, you're going to love Josh Allen. He's a Buffalo guy after he trades the farm for this kid that I thought the Bills were going to pass on. And in the draft show, I go, they're not going to take Josh Allen because... He has the same exact, like, things they talk about Mahomes. So if they would have liked Mahomes, they would have grabbed Mahomes. And, you know, not for nothing, that would not be a smart value. That's not a McDermott move because I did kind of think that McDermott was sort of methodical a little bit, you know. But when the offensive line coach didn't go, so I had run game coordinator after year one being abysmal and, like, a Pro Bowl center and guard going downhill the, that first year, somehow overnight it's kind of like i was just like huh maybe this guy isn't so methodical calvin benjamin just you know ended up being a bum and a lot of their moves ended up being weird and you know people right and then fast forward again we didn't know that though we didn't know that going in we all we didn't think he was we were all excited to get him and then it was a total disaster yeah and and it's like you know you can't sell me. My whole theme lately, Rob, is you know you you listen, and we're I, my whole thing has always been, don't sell me that quarterback is the biggest investment on a team. When number one, I think it's a little bit overrated, and because it's a it, it, it's a marketing thing, quarterback. Okay, yeah, of course. And the fact and, is, and that's what Brandon Bean is doing, right? 
But what Brandon Bean is not doing is investing in his investment. And that yeah. is where I had an issue because I think personally that the front office does not have it together. And I could be wrong. But, you know, the Bills did good in their draft on defense. But to me, it's a wasted year. It doesn't matter. It's about developing the damn quarterback. The defense could be lights out. It don't matter to me. It's about developing the quarterback. And, oh, Peterman won the job. What did I say this whole time? And you probably agree with, too, which is, why the hell is this guy even on the roster? This is a problem. I I think you said last week, too, you were talking about how he got better when Anderson came in, and I agree with that because you get a veteran to come in off the golf course, literally, to come in and teach this guy how to be an, a pro quarterback. And I think that really helped because that was after one of the injuries, is that second injury, I think. He came back in, and, I mean, he was even better than before. Hey, you know what You know what I do for a living? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I stare at fucking walls. <laughs> I've gone through like 16 years of emotions of life and I stare (laughs) at them and I run this thing that like sands the drywall that I'm staring at. And And if not, and yeah. And I wonder like if you're going to build a goddamn fucking quarterback starter kit, what is it? Vet on the roster, not AJ McCarron with 800 fucking yards passing. Stop. Stop. And it's like, did you not learn from the EJ Manuel experience? The reason I did not want Josh Allen was because the Bills would set him up for fucking disaster. And you know what they did? Absolutely that. They put him behind the most, they put him behind a kid who ended up totaling or passing Tyrod Taylor's interceptions in one fucking half. Yep. And I his third interception, I was at my dad's house rolling on the floor laughing. And he's not a Bills fan. But he tries <laughs> to love me for it. And like, you know, he is totally Jim Rome takes city because that's all the and that's just how he gets his data. Like he doesn't know about this podcast thing. Like I try to explain it to him. I give him an iPad. He tells me about like the black porn he looks up. And like that's about like it. Like I'm like, Dad, did you get that going? I got, I gave him like an iPad mini. I got for like a hundred bucks off my friend Jamie. Thanks, Jamie, for listening. And like, Dad, I could really use this at work. You know, I kind of gave it to him right when I was making like a little bit of a transition where shoot, I could really look more pro on this. It's a little bigger. And you know, he's got the awful Jim Rome takes, but even he's like, dude, what's up with this Peterman kid? And I got him really into show up and bulldog. And he's just like, oh my God, I love these guys because they're just like, like your opinion real quick, your take on Buffalo sports writers and this and that. My take, you know, is I have a lot more empathy towards them when uh, I I understand a young bills fan, especially in their early twenties right now. be like, man, why are you so hard on the bills? It's not like that. It's like, no, 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 no. They have a really powerful marketing department. They have a lot of money. Players don't have money. And guess what, players? You talk shit about the system you're in. You talk anything bad. Good luck having a job. Yeah, because it's a money machine. So what's your take on the Buffalo sports media, the old guard? Are they really that negative? Or is it that they've seen such great football at one time? I mean, you could say that. I mean, it's similar to to me where I grew up with a really good football, but... 
I think a lot of times I, I try to ignore it and just see it as noise. And I try to get my bills info from other places because I just, I don't want to be angry and down with this team. I've gone through that for so long. I mean, I've seen good times, but I just try to find ways that I can see the glass half full, no matter what team it is or who our quarterback is at the time. Who am I going to latch on to to say, okay, I'm going to watch on Sunday, and this is the guy I'm going to cheer for because this one is my guy right now. It's either Alexander or, I mean, I'll always latch on to a player, and now I finally have a player to latch on to, and that's Josh Allen. I'm getting off track. But back to what I'm trying to say is I think when I listen to the media and they're starting to get negative, I don't understand why. Because if they're positive and they're selling this team, team's going to make more money. The team's going to do better. I just can't. I can't believe it when they're so negative about Bills and the Sabers. I don't get it. And, and welcome to why I don't allow Brandon Bean yet. I'm not saying it can't happen to run my bank account of nothing yeah. because you are not protecting your biggest investment. You want no. this kid to make the fucking franchise as much money as possible. All yeah. a Bills fan wants is a Bills player to stick around. And people yeah. come at me on Twitter, and I have to realize we were talking about this prior, that it's part of the echo chamber that I'm taking in. And there's a <laughs> lot. I, I, dude, I typed in Brandon Bean on Twitter about four days ago in a search bar. And I kid you not, there's literally only like 15 tweets. And I'm like, how many people actually use this shit for Bills news? Because I'm getting into arguments with people I like, you know, and, and then it's just like, Okay, I just need to shut the fuck up and put on tape and just go go on my life. Because it's like, I'm not taking it personal, but I'm really flattered. Everybody, side note, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the podcast right before the Super Bowl. Um, that was like, uh, let's see what we can do here. Um, I want to get some thoughts out there. But really, honestly, to the audience and you, Rob, it was like a tester to see... How many people really give a fuck about this podcast? And frankly, the numbers were astonishing by the end of the Super Bowl night. Meaning, Super Bowl night, you're busy for five, six hours. Yeah. Okay. Meaning, I uploaded it, I think, at like two or three in the morning, and you guys sleep. So, like, that's like a four-hour window to listen to a five-hour window, maybe six if you add up a couple hours after the game you're up doing night hour stuff but i checked it around 11 and i'll tell you the numbers off here rob but like i was sure. so stoked like I, honestly it was like so awesome so i appreciate to have your you and your perspective here um my whole thing is this dude is i just feel like the the, the bills media or, or the bills themselves the new regime has no empathy towards the bills fans of old and no, i don't think they understand them yet then i say yet because i'm i'm always hopeful but i, I don't think they've taken the time to do it because you don't come out brandon bean when you lived in buffalo for eight months and 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 our point of our conversation earlier was to be like i don't consider myself a buffalo guy and i have a lot of great memories in buffalo a yeah. lot of great memories in buffalo well, I mean, I lived there four and a half years, and I mean, I would consider myself an honorary Buffalonian. I'm sure you have people listening to this podcast from Buffalo that are been four and a half years, no, or maybe four and a half years, yes. But I mean, I lived there for a good amount of time. I understand the city. 
I mean, I get how it is and it's hard to come in and I wouldn't do this either when I moved there for college and just say, I'm a Buffalo guy, you know, I still kind of feel like I'm a Rochester guy living in Buffalo trying to understand it. And that's, I think what needs to be the mentality is being honest and saying, Hey man, I'm from here. I don't know where Brandon Bean's from. I'm from, from down south. He's from down, like literally down south. Like he doesn't he know anything. Say, I'm a southern guy. I love this city. I really want to get to know it. And I'll get to this in my story later. But one Josh Allen said that to me personally. You know, he told me he he likes the city. You know, and I'll, I'll get that in, in my story later on. But it's got to be looked at a different way. You know, it just does. In, in hindsight, um, Brandon Bean was right. And that's where I'm commending Brandon Bean right now. And it's been really hard for me. Um, I don't like how we got Josh Allen. I don't like all those picks that said I've stomached it because, you know what? I'll take I'll take what we saw from him, which is he has everything we love, Rob. And I'm going to shoot it to you, which to me is... He has everything we love in a quarterback, which one mm-hmm. is always it, – it, it's probably like three to five things, and I'll list them off and have your rebuttal. It's it's yeah. it's heart of a lion, okay, competitiveness, yep. toughness, and, and he can will and will will you to victory because what he did out there, he got a lot of flack from some people for that throw to Charles Clay, and I was more on, like, Charles, man, I love you. I'm a huge Charles Clay fan. Uh, yeah. Good luck in Arizona. Um, but, you know, you got to catch that ball, not for nothing. How it dare, uh, I think Jeremy White was blaming Josh Allen on the throw. It's like, dude, he rolled to his right, rolled to his left, rolled to I his know. right, rolled to his left, and threw across himself and still but got that ball But he could have ran forward, too, though. That's the other thing. Right. He could have come to the ball. Right, and and that's where I'm like, Charles, man, not a good look, bro. And it's like, that's what I'm saying is like, Josh Allen, the best part about fucking Josh Allen is his humility. He is a human being. He laughs at himself, man. I love that about him. Like, that is my favorite part. And, you know, not for nothing, this whole accuracy thing yeah, the num- I hate stats, and, and I am the king of reading baseball cards. So get the fuck out of here if anybody wants to hit me. I would say hit me up on, on DMs, but I don't give a fuck. Okay, so, like, <laughs> frankly, fuck you if you want to argue this. But the fact is, is Josh Allen's stats are not good. You should not be fucking stoked on Josh Allen running great. When yeah, Tyrod, rushing yards right, are. like, yeah, there is no development. Don't tell me how he's become a man when finally you get Derek Anderson halfway through the season after, oh, wait, the offensive line that sucks, thanks right. to the front office, ignored it, and he got killed twice. Well, that's why he has so many rushing yards is he has to roll out and scramble. Right. Because the, the line's collapsing. But you know what, though? His accuracy passes my eye test, which is, yeah. you know what? He chucks the ball. Yeah. He whereas Fitz, I it, it didn't look any worse than Fitz. It didn't look any worse than EJ. It, it didn't look no. any worse than you know who I think is the stealth. And I and this is just probably me just being out of my mind. I said it like three years before this podcast started. Jeff Tool threw like the best ball in training camp that year. I never really got to see Kevin Cobb too much. He threw it really hard for the yeah. time it didn't go. But Jeff Tool had so much touch on the ball that year. Do you remember that? 
I do. I uh, I remember going to that one and having to leave early because uh, one of my kids threw a fit. I can't remember which one it was. Was it Biscuit right around through the fence? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been my daughter, too. But, um, yeah, so what I'm saying is, is, dude, satisfied. Satisfied with Josh Allen. But the beef is... Is just still passing fucking Mahomes, who's a league MVP. And don't talk to me about a plan. Okay, Rob, I had to, I'm going to break this to you. Mm-hmm. I had an interesting conversation. I shot him a text. I don't think he replied to me. Um, but he played some football, and I think he said he played freshman year, and it sounds like, oh, hearsay. But truth is, is he, he's a commissioner of the 16-team league that I'm in for this fantasy football thing. I had to collect some money. Yeah. And we're, I got third place, by the way, pat on my back in the 16-team league. Well, and you're talking to a first-place champion right here in my fantasy football league. Yeah, but how many teams? <laughs> uh, 12. Okay. I mean, hey, that's really good. No, that's I like, got lucky. Really? Why? <laughs> well, I, I Drew Brees mm-hmm. and I had Cream Hunt. <laughs> uh, yep, I had Julio Jones. <laughs> And as soon as uh, all that went down with Hunt, I grabbed uh, what's his name, the backup, and uh, took me right to the end. Oh, good for you, man. Saquon, Saquon Barkley made it for me, and I'm like, man, I don't want to take a fucking rookie running back. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, uh, I found this one list that I really like, which doesn't use ADP because I hate ADP because average draft position just tells me all the idiots where they would take somebody. And it's like, yeah. Are you paying attention to a system change? What's a system change? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Join my league. <laughs> Please. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Many, many slots open. Um. So check this out. So this guy has played high level football. He's been a season ticket holder. I'm not going to say his name um, since yep. the 70s. And, um, you know, he sat there with me and we were talking and, and I never knew. I go, because it started out, I go, you know what's surprising about our league is how there's no Bills homerism in it, except for Mike Smith. Our fantasy mm. football expert, Mike Smith. And he goes, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then I, I rebuttal. And then he goes, somehow he goes, he took the words right out of my mouth. And I've said it on his podcast a bunch. He goes, I don't think there's a plan. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, my eyes just went wide open. I go, dude, I do this Bills podcast thing. And, like, I've been saying I don't think there's a fucking plan either. <laughs> like, it's like crazy because the Bills have never been set up. If there was a draft to get your your quarterback tool set ready, okay, I'm gonna take my pen out right now. You would have QB coach, okay? Yep. <laughs> you would have offensive lineman, <laughs> veteran. QB loads game speed. That doesn't mean practice speed. That doesn't mean clipboard speed. That doesn't mean know how to swap the spring into clipboard. If there's two, I don't know. You're fucked. But like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> uh, what what did they do? <laughs> they had a guy who played some high level college balls or quarterbacks coach. Um, yep. and, and I ripped on him enough. I'm not going to out him, David Cully. Um, but it's just like everybody on Twitter comes at me with some shit, dude, or, or I'm a replying to Bill's fanatics post because they're spot on and they're funny. 
And I go, you know, I replied to him, I go, you know, I think there is no plan either. And they kind of like are, some of them have a similar take. But I get attacked with, you know, there's nothing they could do when Eric Wood and Incognito left. It's like, no, 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 no. They, they could have did something. Coming up right after they left was called the draft. And in rounds two and three, 14 offensive linemen went. And I would trade Tremaine Edmonds, a raw product, for guys that would be year two in development on the O-line. Whether they're good or not, I don't know. And, and in hindsight, thank God we didn't take offensive linemen. Because maybe they kind of thought they were out with Juan Castillo and only going to give him one more year. But, like, that's a dumb reason to not protect a quarterback. Because Josh Allen, frankly, got hurt two times because of the offensive line. Would you agree with that? Or am I kind of off my rocker? Yeah, I get worried with draft picks sometimes, too. I mean, if you're looking to draft an offensive lineman, I mean, it's you can draft one and it's still always a question mark. Or you can take any of your innumerable scouts that you have that work for you that can find somebody that at least does a decent job. It's just a scary gamble for me. I don't know. It, it's hard to just bank everything on just, you know, just an offensive lineman and hoping they're going to work out. Or they get injured the first game and then what? You know? Well, why not trade Darius for somebody's something? You know what I mean? Why yeah. not? Like, like, I feel like. They traded everybody away like such a rush that like this guy just does not fit our culture, no. and it's just like you know I understand Ronald Darby I understand cutting Nicole Roby Coleman because yeah, they did yeah. not fit the scheme that they want to run. At the same time, those guys are low budget free agent or, or low yep. signings, and and honestly, they're fucking in the Super Bowls and they're good. They're really good. Yeah, and then it's people funny like, that they both ended up in the Super Bowl. Right, and, and, and then it's like, wait, but Trey White, and, oh, he's great. Well, guess what? You know who's great is Mahomes. He's yeah. great. And, and that, we and could that, have had him. Right, and then that next pick for next year goes into Josh Allen, and it's just like, I didn't want Josh Allen because Buffalo would not set him up, and the, the quarterback's coach was a joke. The offensive line coach was a joke. You know, and, and, and come to find out, um, I got to look into the years. But did you know, I learned a lot of stuff from pro football talk comments, believe it or not. Because, I know, right? Like, why not, like, search a porta potty for answers? You know? <laughs> so, but, dude, I've been starting to read pro football talk again just for the comments. So my friend said years back, Sean Timmerman, he goes, dude, just the comments are cold. And this guy goes, you know, because the typical comment was like, Oh, the Bills fire offensive line coach Juan Castillo. Oh, typical Bills blaming the offensive line coach. And this guy goes, you know, I swear to God that the Bills run game went downhill when he was our offensive coordinator for four years in Baltimore. And that was around the time that Ray Rice decided to beat his wife and, like, you know, give her to Mayweather, which I don't know. Actually, Mayweather don't knock people out. What am I talking about? Um, So, um. You know, I decided to be a, a really shitty human being. and But the year before that, because me and Sean were fantasy football partners in that league I was talking about earlier. But, yep. And we argued because he's a Giants fan over McCoy. And we had to take this fucking bum in Ray Rice. Okay. Well, McCoy busted out that year, of course. Yep. And Ray Rice started to have his down years. And that was year one of, I think he was out. Of, I think the next year was his last year. Or second last year or something. So it's like, you know, 
what's awesome about history is you can predict the future. And what this front office is not good at is marrying low risk guys potential. There was always like a cool story on the guys that um, Doug Whaley I thought was bringing in. Doug Whaley went hard in the paint with bringing in guys. And and all these guys like like that might not have worked out. Like Jordan Phillips was cut from the Dolphins and the Bills sucked so bad that they could yep. bring him in. And we heard his name more to start out too late. And then people get on me about start out too late. You don't understand, bro. He doesn't even play the same position. It's just like, yeah, well, the cool thing about Darius is he could stop the run and rush the passer. Granted, the yep. Bills might have been kind of right on that. I don't know. But Starro Tule is paid a lot of money. And the whole thing of this is, if you noticed, Rob, during that star time, they didn't tell us the money amount for a while. And Yeah, why is that? Because they can do whatever they want. They can... I don't think they even have to tell us. But... That man is making a lot of money, and then Jordan Phillips comes in and makes an impact. You know what I mean? And he was picked up off the waiver wire. And and that's right. what this regime is missing, is they're missing these swift plug-and-play guys. Again, have the number one defense. It doesn't matter. I'm worried about developing my fucking quarterback and yeah. having Nathan Peterman. keeping Peter- him healthy. Yes, and, and having him learn from Nate Peterman and A.J. McCarron is not good no. enough. No. There's no Brett Favre to teach the uh, Aaron Rodgers. Which allegedly taught him nothing, right? <laughs> so what was your thoughts when they drafted Josh Allen and take us into your stories? Yeah, sure. Um, I didn't know a ton about him at first. I just knew that I knew, there were a lot of quarterbacks going to be in this draft. And I didn't really know the way that the cards were going to fall. You know, Baker Mayfield, I kind of knew. He was sort of the the big name. I knew a lot about him. But then once I started looking at, like, the Mel Kuyper and what he's listing for who's going to go where, I started looking up Josh Allen a little bit more because they were kind of predicting he may go to the Bills. So I watched some of that Wyoming tape. And, you know, the guy would just would throw these crazy, like, cross-field passes. And I was like, huh, guy seems like he's okay. He seems like a nice guy you know, look super young. My, my mom always says he looks like he's 16, which he does, but um, they drafted him. And like I said earlier, man, I'm trying to stay optimistic with this team because if I get negative, I go down the rabbit hole and I just get angry and I don't want to, because I just love football and I love the bills and I want to be happy on a Sunday. You know, there were multiple Sundays this year where we lost, but I felt really good because there was somebody I really liked and someone working hard and, you know, running the ball and passing and giving his all. I, I got someone to cheer for. Yeah. Which was exciting for me. I agree with that one. You know, like I said, and I'm, I'm just trying to trying to be excited about this guy. And um, it was around, I think it was in beginning of January, a friend of mine who works over at Batavia Downs, he runs uh, 34 Rush. Have you ever been over there to eat? Uh, yeah, I did a draft show there a couple of years ago with Roster Sports Network one day. I uh, We actually used the board that we're talking through right now. Oh, nice. We used this board to run their draft show, and I predicted uh, there was a trade-up in the second round. I predicted Zay Jones to nice. pair up with uh, his East Carolina coach. So so 34 rush. Pretty sweet well, place. He, he, uh my friend, he uh, set, he works over there, and uh, he sent me a text and said, hey, uh, Josh Allen's coming to do an autograph signing. And 
my son and I went to the one back in November. And that one, that one was good. That's the one where we talked to Bruce Smith. Emmett Smith was there. Andre Reed, Daryl Talley, Marv Levy. Marv Levy's at all of them. So he's like, hey, you've got to go to this one. And and the next one that's up is in February, and Josh Allen's going to be there. And usually it's just these former Bills players who are going to come and sign autographs. But this time it was Josh Allen, so I was pumped. So you got to go online, and uh, you, you can buy tickets ahead of time, or you can buy tickets at the door. Did I tell you how much it costs? No. Well, it's it has a good part of the story. I don't make a ton of money. I'm a teacher, so I don't have money out the wazoo for stuff like this. 125 bucks to meet them and to get something signed. So I'm like, uh, it's hard. Where am I going to come up with the money? So um, I was playing the football squares at school. Do you do football squares at all? No, no, I know how it works. So, so it's like a big. You know how it works? Uh yeah. If you want to explain it. Yeah, it's like a big checkerboard. And you write your name in one of the squares on the checkerboard. And randomly, whoever's running it puts little numbers across the top and across the side of the checkerboard. And then you end up with two numbers. And if the second number in the score is that number, you win. So I had three and three. And I ended up winning the Super Bowl squares. So I got 150 bucks. The Patriots gave me money to go. (laughs) They won me money to go and meet Josh Allen. That's so funny. So, so yeah. So after I won, I went online, bought the ticket. I was a little nervous, uh, you know, because I didn't. I've never done it this way before. Because when I went the first time, you just show up and hand him cash and you get in. My thought was, he's probably going to sell out. Which I don't know if he ended up selling out, but that place was mobbed when we got there. So we show up. It's me, my two kids, and my wife. My wife didn't want to meet him. Uh, not that she didn't want to meet him, but she's not really into meeting famous people. She's like, I'll take the pictures. Yes. You guys just go and get up in line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we wait in line for a while, and uh, we were we were 37 out of, I think they had 300 people there to see him. Yeah. So since I bought my ticket early, I got in. Um, this is the best part of the story. So we get up to the front of the line. It's our turn to go and meet him. He's sitting there. He He's sitting at this table, and I, I'm assuming it's his manager sitting with him next to him. So I walk up, hand him the ticket, and right away, shakes my hand. The guy's hands are enormous. So he looks like he's young, but he has these giant hands. And I don't really have tiny hands. I have normal size dude, hands. Dude, they have such hand fetishes in the NFL, dude. Like and His hands shake. Oh my God, his, his hands were just monstrous. I went, whoa, okay. So uh, I'm shaking his hand, went to go and talk to him, but immediately, and this is the cool part, is he turns right to my kids. My wife's taking pictures. She's off to the side. She turns to my son, goes, uh, what's your name? He says, Bennett. And I said, tell him who you're named after. <laughs> he goes, Cornelius Bennett. He goes, oh, that's awesome. And he turns to my daughter, what's your name? My name's Harper. Nice to meet you, Harper. Shakes their hands, looks right at him, uh, turns back, said, would you like me to sign something? I said, yeah, here. I'd like you to sign my jersey. Signs the jersey. Um, I said to him, thanks for bringing back uh, such happiness in Western New York football. You know, something kind of dorky. I didn't really know what to say at the time. 
So uh, shook my hand again and then turns and looks at the kids and he, and he says, Bennett Harper, it was so nice to meet you. Thanks for coming to see me today. Isn't that great? Yeah, dude. Like he focuses on the kids and, and like, I, I wasn't upset by that. You know, he wasn't like, Oh wait, what was your name? Your name's Rob. Uh, no, he is focusing on the kids. Well, so he's, the next day, he's also worked hard. You know, he's that's the thing is he's never been like the the number one. He's always been like the the scrappy dude. It seems like mm-hmm. you know. So the next day we were we were in the Batavia Daily News photo, my son and I, and uh, and there's all these video clips of him meeting the fans, but so many of them, most of them, were of him talking with the kids asking them their names, investing in these kids, which I thought was awesome. Like, that's the future Bills fans right there. Yeah, you gotta, I don't know. It's like being an athlete on the Bills now is like a different meaning because now they're in such control. Like, if there's one thing that Sean McDermott's done is he has definitely gotten everybody to consistently work. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. You know, so it's like at the same time, I'm sure there's somebody that's smart within the Bills PR department that's like, look, focus on the kids. The parents will come. You know what I mean? And it's smart as well as a human being because like you know, I think it's really genuine because of where he's come from. Absolutely. You know, and and for me, it's like even like uh, you know, doing music and stuff. It's like when you get to pick the brains of these people. Uh, occasionally, you end up in a room with them, or like I was telling you about, like giving Scott Vogel. Oh, I didn't tell you that. I gave him a, a ride to like a corner store when he was a yeah. roster for a minute. It's not a big deal. It was kind of cool. Like, I, I asked him a couple stupid shit, you know? Like, dude, the stupidest thing I ever did was ask Steve Tasker. Me and Jeff Knight went down to get uh, autograph from Tasker at the Red Wings game a couple years ago. And I said to him, I go, thanks for being honest. And then he, like, looks at me <laughs> as if he's, like, fucking drunk, which his face is, like, red. I'm not going to judge. But, like, then I hear him on the Bills show, and I'm like, man... You're talking about a guy who's not even on the roster. Is that reading a depth chart sheet in front of you from the PR department? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, so maybe he's not. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, it's, but you can't talk badly. That's beloved 90s bill. You know, you just like taboo. <laughs> you know, but I was like, he just gave me like this blank stare like I've never seen. Thanks for being like, I didn't know what to say. Like, uh, oh yeah, what, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, thanks for being awesome at your game. Well, clearly everybody's <laughs> gonna tell you that. Like, like what do you say to Josh Allen, dude? Like, you kind of got like the kids just, just take it over. I mean, I I didn't really know what to say. I I kind of like stuttered and fumbled over my words, and I was just like, "Thanks for bringing excitement back to Western New York," which I'm sure hundreds of people tell him. You know, I mean, at least we had a little bit of an anecdotal story to tell him who Bennett was named after. But, and then the other thing too, I thought about after is, does he know who Cornelius Bennett is? <laughs> oh my God. And I, I'm not going to ask him. He smiled and reacted like he did, but does he, I don't know. Am I, 
What do you think? Do you think he actually, let's just say, hypothetically, do you think Josh Allen knows his history of the 90s Bills, even in a vague way? Do you think? Uh, it's a hard one. To be honest with you, you know what I think? Is, um... Bills, he knows Jim. Bills fans are so attached to the 90s Bills. I know, me included. That, I don't know, man. I never thought my highlight reel was going to be rooting for Michael Jordan, so I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I was an Orioles fan, Cal Rifkin Jr., favorite baseball player, and like, I don't know. Yeah, I like Cal Ripken growing up because I'm originally from Newark, and I'm pretty sure he played in Newark for a bit for the Newark Orioles. Really? I think, yeah, before the Red Wings. You know, wow. I'm sure people will tweet and tell me if I'm wrong, but I want to say that he played, he may have played once or twice in Newark for the Newark Orioles before the Red Wings and then to uh, Baltimore. I don't know why I liked them so much, but I just really liked them. Um I do too. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he was like a good character guy, but as far as knowing, as far as him knowing Cornelius Bennett, I would say yes. There's just some kind of like, man, it doesn't mean you got to give him a pop quiz. But and I didn't. But, but I don't want to embarrass the guy. But I wouldn't be shocked either because I don't know, man. Like Bills fans take this crap way too serious, and it's like I know. You know what? Maybe it's not Bills fans. It's like anything. You know what? You know what sports has honestly become, Rob? Is there was like a time where there was like the roster hardcore board, and like when everybody was getting all PC. I remember my yep. very first post was not PC at all, and it was just to make the fucking point. Like, you know what I mean? It was just to get what I wanted, <laughs> which is the same reaction I got from my flat Earth post on Facebook the other day. Which is pretty much just like, like my friend hits me up like, hey man, lay out the peyote. And it's like, listen, you dickhead, you help set up these radars in these like <laughs> mid-eastern countries. Yeah, okay. You work for the government, <laughs> DARPA, in DARPA meetings. You know what I mean? Like literally. And just like, dude, shut up. He goes, oh, dude, I just started listening to Joe Rogan Podcast. It's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's my best friend, man. But like, you know, dude, I'll just put some stuff out there. But the whole point with the of the flat Earth post, so people don't think I'm too far out the rails, was just like, I at least want to hear what they have to say. <laughs> well, uh, besides being a Bills fan, I'm also a Celtics fan, which is kind of weird considering I hate the Patriots. But Kyrie Irving got stuck in the same thing. You know that story? Flat Earth. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he's to it. he's been like a big ambassador about it. Then he had a yep. backpedal. Yep, he backpedaled because he got a ton of kickback. So I don't know what to believe now. Well, okay, so we were talking pre-roll. I don't know how we're going to get into this, but my mom is from Italy. Yeah. And, you know, so they actually taught them, like, history. And, um, you know... I'm not really, no disrespect to you, because it's not something you can control. I'm not impressed with their schooling system, like, at all. Like, at all. Like, at all. That's okay. There's some great teachers, but you guys are way underpaid. And <laughs> You have to tell me. I'd love to take more. Yeah. Why dude. do you think I have two jobs? Right, right. And, and it's just like, 
you know, when you learn about history, it's just kind of not the way we thought it was going to be. And, and it's like, you know, my mom brought up Germany. So I was like, Mom, I feel shamed. Like, I'm getting shamed. Like, dude, I've, I've had arguments with, like, Vicky. I'll, like, be, like my wife. I'll be like, yo, so this flat earth thing. And she's just like, I don't want to fucking hear it. And I'm just like, yo, dude, I'm. I'm not saying I'm on it. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting. And I want it. And she likes, quote, unquote, science, the new religion, you know, science, <laughs> the end all be all. And it's like, huh. And it's like, dude, I'm at this point where sometimes I think, like, some certain TED Talks are psyops. So don't get me going. But, like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, I at least want to have dialogue about it and not get ashamed. And my mom's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, what happened in Nazi Germany. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, yeah, where you're ashamed for your thoughts about speaking out against. It's like, and it's like, it could be as simple as Trump. It's like, the dude is my president. Do I think he's the man? No. Do I think he's a douchebag? No. But I think he figured out a way to get to where he is, and he says it before he does it. There's some yeah. kind of respect I have for the man. That doesn't mean I like Pat Riley, but I respect him. <laughs> like, Jesus. I hate Bill Belichick, but damn, he's the best. He's the best. You know why? Because he's consistent and he don't buy into media. He don't buy into marketing. I'm doing what I want and you're going to be a cog in his wheel or you get the fuck out of the building. And that's what Sean McDermott is bringing to one Bills drive. And that's how I'm bringing it back to the Bills. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but um, so what do you see projecting with Josh Allen? Next step. What do you got to see with him? And then we'll. we'll We'll free ball on this for a few minutes and then we'll probably tip out. But I'm thinking like, you know what I want. Yeah. I I have a fear with him. I, I'm so excited. I'm so high on the guy right now. And with him, I just worried that he's going to get injured and you know, I'm knock on wood. Huh. I hope that doesn't happen, but I think moving forward, the most important thing is to protect him. And I would, I would really, really stack that offensive line. Yeah, I mean, he can throw. To, I, I know people are saying, "Well, he needs someone to throw to. He needs someone to throw to." Of course, I understand that, but he needs to be alive to throw it to someone. He can't get demolished and just scramble all the time and do some hurdle move over everybody, which he can do. He's athletic enough, but he needs to be able to be the quarterback and not just be all over the place all the time. It's not, gonna put too yeah. much mileage on him. Not, not, you know? not, not for nothing too. We can't like we all. If you use the Bills' logic, football logic, I should say, coaching logic, and apply it to the team, mm-hmm. it starts in the trenches. Okay, yeah. and the whole reason we're overpaying for Stella Tule is he eats up a double team when he's on the field two out of three downs, if that. Like, he's not even on the field, I think, 50% of the time. Like, okay. Anyway, so he, it's like, okay, well, it starts there, right? Well, the offensive line, the same thing. And when you have an offensive line coach come in and Juan Castillo that we touched on earlier, and they go downhill, a Pro Bowl guard, a Pro Bowl center goes downhill, number one rushing team, and then a new coaching staff comes in, and the only thing, they they have something they can build off of, which us fans are not wrong in thinking, hey, they can build off this, they can build off that, they can build off that. And then that same year, they limp into uh, the playoffs with Andy Dalton, we've been down this road many times, and they're Mm -hmm. loaded in the draft, and they don't 
address fundamental things, and then they're just lethargic is the theme. They're lethargic. The offensive line, we all agree, sucked. So if football starts there, okay, that means I can't get a proper evaluation on my receivers. I can't get a proper evaluation of the team on offense. So where are we? The the one quarterback, Peterman, don't even know what fucking color his team is. <laughs> like, how about you understand your limitations? Whoever put in your head, oh, man, when I get out there and, and place a tie rod one day, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Man, when I get out there, I just got to throw it, right? I just got to let it go. And it's like, dude, I liked Peterman coming out of the draft, but he wasn't meant to start year one. He was meant to sit for a couple. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think if there was any plan, that was it. Was it? Because they didn't even have another backup quarterback that was worth their shit. Tyrod and him. They did nothing. There's Matt Barkley types around the league. And Matt Barkley is a really interesting prospect because he was with Chip Kelly and that dumpster fire with the Eagles. And then he floated up to Chicago for a little bit. And these guys, there's so many guys with the Matt Barkley story at every position and that's why the bills of 2018 i will never let them off the hook rob they let me down sitting on their hands you know and and at the same time i am so stoked on josh allen because of his toughness his he wants to win and i don't think his accuracy really is an issue i I think if he's willing to work on it, it can get better because if you do the eyeball test of him ej uh, fits and and then you watch the playoffs too, and it's like you know what's funny about the Saints game is nobody talks about Drew Brees throwing a fucking interception. Yeah, he was yeah. hit on it. Oh well, right. He still threw it. If that's a Bills quarterback, can you believe this guy? Can you believe this guy? You know, Tom Brady could come here and he would suck behind the offensive line. Drew Brees could come here, he would suck behind the offensive line. Cam Newton come here, he will get concussed. You realize, Bills fans, that Josh Allen got concussed. There's only one thing that stops these quarterbacks from living, and it's concussions. See Troy Aikman and Steve Young. And I think Troy Aikman sucks anyways. But Steve Young, like, was awesome. Like, so, um, you know what I'm saying, Rob? I do. I'm with you. There's a center from Denver. I don't want to look up his name. Forgot, but he's going to be a free agent. But Joe Flacco just got traded to Denver. So they're probably going to want to keep the center there. And I would like to see personally like a a free agent center. Um, The Bills invested in Long, who's a guard slash center, but he's played center. And his ratings don't really check out well because – he actually snapped the ball. He had like six errant snaps, but he had like a broken finger or something like that. So as a guy with a broken pinky and things on my right hand, I'm right hand of a really a struggle. You can use your imagination, audience. Like grabbing anything just really sucks, even coffee. But now I can hold the coffee back on my finger. Because I had a snowboard accident, Rob. I don't know if you knew that. How recently? About six, five weeks ago. Oh, I know that. Yeah, my finger decided to do a 45 hours. And then I manned up like an American, and I just pulled it out and put it back and skied back down and still worked on my toe side. Ah, (laughs) Or snowboarded, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then I got checked in hockey the other night, 
And my ribs are fucked up. Have a rivalry. Uh, a rival. I said rivalry. A rivalry team we play. And, mm. uh, you know, it's a no-contact league. Huh. Apparently, right? <laughs> <laughs> they put that in quotes. Yeah, dude. It's pretty crazy. Um, so, with Josh Allen, what gave you the most, like, like the most hope? Do you? And this is so loose, but do you think he could be... I think from where he came from, which is the bottom. Yeah. I think he it, has a pedigree to get better. And he's like kind of reminds me of Cam Newton where he's like, he's like so big and large and he's such a playmaker instinctually that like, imagine if you did surround him with the right pieces. Well, I think you just said it. I think he he's a playmaker. And I think we saw that a lot in the second half of the season where the game was on the line, he really had the ability to make plays besides that play with Charles Clay, exclude that, exclude that one. But I feel like he can really do it in that, in that two minute drill. He can really make plays. And, and I haven't seen that in a long time and he's young and he, I didn't feel like he freaked out. I felt like he had poise. No, I feel like for a rookie, he did it. And I was very surprised so that's kind of the hope I have is that I saw glimpses of that. And I mean, that's Brady's specialty. I mean, any, any you look at them, they're, they're down in the, uh, the Patriots are down the first half. No one ever goes, Oh man, they're done because it comes back second half. And what does Brady do? He comes back and he can always win. And that's what, and that's what I can see glimpses of. I'm not saying he's Brady. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm seeing glimpse of a winner and a competitor. That's what I'm seeing. There's my hope. Yeah, you want to have a guy that, um, you know, is calm under any situation. And mm-hmm. what's cool about Josh Allen is he's he's a ball buster. He's a funny dude. Yep. And we talked about it earlier. He's got a lot of humility. He laughs at himself, and I love that about him because I don't know. I was on a I was on a streak of laughing at myself for a while, but then it turned into like self-loathing. You know what I mean? It's just like, ugh. you know, it's <laughs> like you can't talk that negative. I saw those videos on YouTube of what cells and stuff do. When you talk negative, you say, I hate you to it. You see it like breaks up all weird. You say, I love you. It's like a really pretty crystal looking thing. You ever see that stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. No. Oh, I'll send you a link. Like if you talk to, I think certain cells or, water or under a microscope and you talk to it like negatively it like makes these ugly like not symmetrical shapes really yeah it's weird and then you talk to a pot i I might be totally off i hope people don't take that serious but i i'm i forgot what it actually is what the substance is um yeah and you can also take sand i think it's sand and put it on glass and put certain vibrations through it too and it makes different oh yeah the science teacher at my school does that Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dave Kozlowski. Shout out to Dave. Can you put uh, Slayer through there? Uh, that's a good idea. I've always wanted to. I was like, I've always wanted to do that. He'd probably do it with uh, Achilles because he comes to our shows sometimes. I bet he's got, uh, he probably has it in his room we could put on and I'll send you a video of what that looks like Dude, and how so the sand funny. vibrates. You know what you could do? You guys can do an Achilles video and just have it just vibrating just in the sand. background the whole time, but like a fo- like a video blend. You know what that's, I mean? That's the whole video. It's just vibrating sand. 
It could be that. But I was thinking you guys could like play in front of the vibrating sand. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and a little like, you know, really kill it. So if you were to um if you were to, to, to tell Bill's fans like one thing you think he needs to work on the most and then I'll let you go. Something Josh Allen's got to work on the most? Yeah, like, is there something in his game when, when we've watched this this carousel of quarterbacks? Because the thing is, a little brief intro before I have you answer it on what Josh yeah, Allen needs to work on. Because I'm stoked on Josh because of all what we talked about, the intangibles. And really, Brandon Mead did hit the nail on the head. He does seem like a quote-unquote Buffalo guy. Yeah. Okay, he got lucky, Brandon. But he, he did say it. And you know what? He seems like somebody you instantly fall in love with him. Pedigree worked from the bottom, not a top recruit, and it's worked hard. Um, I'm more of a proven product kind of person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my beef is we're told to buy into quarterback X. I do. And then all of a sudden he sucks, and we know the other reasons he didn't suck, and those aren't addressed. And then fans are so quick to run him out of town or blame the quarterback. And it's just like it's it's just over a and over again and, yeah. and i don't want to see this kid get crushed like i'm almost like like coddle like 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 again i didn't want the bills to draft him in the during the draft process because i didn't want him to get shit on man like seeing ej Manuel make that post did you see that yeah. making that post about nate peterman you yep. do you know how much like i i understand he got an opportunity to play, okay? I understand EJ Manuel made money. But money is not a good enough fucking reason to treat nope. people like shit. And he genuinely made a good point. Like, how does this guy have a job? Like, I'm gen- like like that stuff hurts. And he was not set up in Buffalo either. Nate Hackett nope. thought he was gonna play quarterbacks coach at the same time. And where Doug Whaley fucked up is they went to Ryan Fitzpatrick and wanted to adjust his contract. You know what they did with Tyrod? The same shit. They yep. could have afforded Tyrod had have learned how to prepare under him and been fine. And they could have won games by not turning the ball over. That said, Baker Mayfield goes in this year for the Browns, and the Browns have a turned back, and he's looked awesome. So it's also took me off the Tyrod fan thing, and it just leaves me lost, man. Like, Rob, it's hard to buy into these guys and then have the team do whatever the fuck they want. And then, like, I was really attached to Darius. I was down for Darby. I was down for even Kevon Seymour developing. I was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was in, dude. You know, I, I just, and then the players just like Watkins I was patient with, you know? So I get in on all these rookies, too. I mean, when we draft someone new, I always get all jazzed on them, which I've just proven with Josh Allen. But like with Darius, I buy the jersey. I'm pumped. I'm all in on this young, new talent. And then something happens and it falls apart. I'm used to it. It's happened for years and years and years. But I feel like this year, even with Edmonds, like he he didn't really do anything wrong. I think he did really well. It's just strange that our two first rounders are really coming through. And I'm not used to that. And it could fall apart next year, which is entirely possible. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just really felt that, like, you could have had that dynamic with your quarterback and offensive lineman a lot more or, or something. I just, 
You know, and it's like Edmonds, I would have been down. You could have sold me on a middle linebacker first round this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because Preston Brown is playing in Cincinnati for one year for $5 million. You cannot tell me that that Edmonds had that. Like, to me, it's about being a competitor and getting back to the playoffs. It's not about yep. shoving my hand up my ass hoping that they do. Like, no, man, it's it's. What moves are we making here? I'm a sports fan. I'm a competitor. Life is about winning, right? Quote, unquote, winning. Charlie Sheen yeah. it, right? So what are you doing here? And when it's the second quarter all year round and I'm seeing a zero on the scoreboard, I'm like, this is fucking pathetic. You know, like the, the games were for me, not trying to be negative Nancy this whole time, but like, dude, the games for me were the hardest this year out of any year. Any year. Yeah. And, and statistically, the Bills, the year they made the playoffs, they were worse statistically that year than the previous four years, you know, and we're the first ones to shit on these former coaches, this and that. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things out of people's control. And with Josh Allen, um, you know, I just expect him to do his due diligence. I support him. But, damn, if I ever meet him, I'm going to be like, yo, man, you're killing me with this Chick-fil-A. You're killing me with this Chick-fil-A right now because, like, <laughs> Dude, you're such a uh, it's such like a slap and like you got Lorenzo Alexander, the body of a Spartan. Oh yeah. And then you got Josh Allen eating fucking Chick-fil-A. And when I had the, the luxury of going to that training camp thing, and I go and I go where they eat out of the same damn cafeteria. And there is just a mess of fountain drinks. I'm like, what the fuck are you feeding your players? Like you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, holy crap. But Lorenzo Alexander, oh, man, I have such, I don't want to say a man crush on him. But he's like, a beast. But, like, dude, he's just a nice gentleman. Like, yeah. he is such a pro, and I feel bad talking shit about the Bills because I just, like, you know, if there's one person I worry about what they think, it's so I want his respect, okay? That's it. He's a hard work, a man. He does what he's told. He transcends coaching schemes. When his opportunity came, he took it, dude. It's like it's like D. Snyder making it when he's like in his late thirties. I still got hope, yep. man. <laughs> you know. Anything else, Rob? No, man. That was good. I uh, I'm always happy to talk Bills. I haven't in a while. I uh, I work with a lot of guys that are Bills fans. And I, we get to talk about it from time to time, and we've uh, we just really enjoy ripping on the Patriots. And we've had a group text going around the last couple of days making fun of uh, the Kraft family. <laughs> you can kind of uh, imagine. Hey, I am all f- I am all about prostitution. I support the arts. Like I'm not even being sarcastic. Like I don't give no, a, I, like like I don't care. That's not my point. My my point is. I want that that family to go down in flames however I can. Yeah, I, I just want I them to trade us Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's, it's like I trust it's his time process. for them to step out of the way. Dude, the thing is that's so funny is it's like it's like uh oh yeah, tell your friends not to play this for other kids. Um it's <laughs> it's explicit for, it's explicit comedian for a reason or not convenient i don't consider myself that just an idiot willing to talk to him like we're gonna put the parental advisory sticker on this podcast. no really it is explicit because like itunes will pull me if i like lie to him <laughs> like crazy right i'm not a liar and <laughs> my kids it. will say daddy can i listen to your podcast no. and i'll go have you ever heard dave before <laughs> 
dude, my friends are always like, we're oh, dude, Dave. And I'm like, dude, I'll be cool. It's like, man, I don't trust. What do you, guys, I know how to, t- I have to walk up to people's houses with my dog tattooed on my hand. You didn't think I learned how to, like, talk to people? Like, yeah, that was like a, not a bad decision. I love my doggy, but it's at a time where, like, Apple employees would never have a tattoo showing on their hands or face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. was just a different time. But I got to say, as far as the Patriots go, cheating from top to bottom. <laughs> like, all the way down to, the, like, the deflated balls. And Robert Kraft, the, the, you know where the NFL gets in trouble, dude? Is that they had to get themselves into this, like, we're going to tell, we're going to dictate culture. We're going to tell you what's cool, what's not, yada, yada, yada. And then when you trace the money and you see where all the money leads to, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're trying to manifest culture. And, like, I'm getting shredded on Twitter because I think that the the money spent on tax dollars on flyovers and now Erie County's money on a new field for $3 million that they just, like, had done, like, 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago. Yeah, it's like what your rubber pallet idea didn't work. Why don't you call the company that was there and have them fix it? Like what they feel because of no warranty, and then my ticket prices go up. Hearing about Atlanta having like really reasonable like beverage prices for the Falcons. And like, yeah, they're they're known for having the cheapest food in all the NFL. Yep, but no, not the stadium. Not the Bills. They raised the price, and it's just like, yeah. damn, dude. Like, you know, and, and the thing is, is New York State is a really hard state to live in. Like it's a yeah. re- like, dude. I am. We're working more than ever, more than ever. Like our dollar is not going where it goes. So it's like, man, I really look to these games to cheer up. And there's nothing better than Robert Kraft getting caught in a in a in a sting. Like I am so excited because there's nothing to talk about right now. That's all <laughs> they're gonna talk about. Like the timing is so great, dude. Like. Didn't his wife well, just die? Yeah. yeah recently. Well, fine. Dude, Robert Kraft is doing it all wrong. Did you see him dancing? <laughs> yes, I did. I just want to kick his knees out. And right. he went to the Oscars after party, too. Do you think he's a lizard person? <laughs> uh, I don't is know. Is he a reptilian? <laughs> he might be. Is he in the hollow earth? And then, and then I saw the footage. He flew back home today. And uh, Tom Brady met him at the airport and was like kissing him on the cheek. Did they make out? No. Well, you can see him kissing him on the cheek. You can look up the photo. It's online. It's weird, though. Like, I don't I would figure that Tom Brady's camp would say, hey, distance yourself a little bit now. But no, he was waiting for him at the airport. No, Tom, Tom Brady doubled cheek. down and got on his knees because Brady swallows. And don't you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him burning on shirt. <laughs> he also wears Uggs. <laughs> oh my god, that's true. Dude, one of my favorite pastimes in life is is like hustling down the guys selling the shirts in the parking lot. <laughs> but then I ended up getting the one guy's phone number. His name's Scott. <laughs> Dude, I should actually hook him up with someone like Huh. Rob, we got I got some ideas, but all right, dude, this has been fun. Um, yeah, man. And 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 dude, I want to have you back another time. We're gonna preview this little teaser. Sure. 
We're going to bring you back because we've been talking about for over a year and a half now, I think, about taking your kids to to the games. And, yeah, like, I, I think it's fucking, that, yeah. I think it's crazy. And as long as you mentally prep your kids for the battlefield of life, you're good. Yeah, hey, teach, you might get hit the with the battery. <laughs> Watch out for batteries. Wear this Bill's hard hat. Here's some safety <laughs> glasses. And beer, don't worry, honey. It washes off. Just smells like piss. <laughs> I'll take them to one of the first games, and then I'll uh, I'll call in in uh, September, and I'll tell you what it was like or what a nightmare. Either way, Rob, that sounds great, man. Um, well, Rob, where can we find uh, if you want some artwork done and stuff? Where can we find you and and get in yeah. hold of you? I do uh, graphic design too. Besides uh, working my two jobs, that's my my other side gig. I do graphic design, custom artwork. And it's Nooch, N-O-O-C-H, NoochBurgerDesign.com. NoochBurgerDesign.com. So check me out. Cheap prices. And I'm a Bills fan. So like like a Bills. ham like a hamburger? Yeah, Nooch Burger, N-O-O-C-H. Because my last name is Antonucci. So NoochBurgerDesign.com. That's a great la- that's a great last name. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm part Italian, but my dad's only half, and uh, so I got the red hair and the red beard. So I got that from mom's side, the Irish side. Do you have a temper? Mm, I can't picture. My it. wife would say yes. Oh, you don't talk to my wife. <laughs> She'll tell you. I'm generally really happy and and always laughing, but then I switch. I really only have two sides. I have really angry. And I have really happy, and I'm usually really happy. I think I just hit like this, like crazy, going insane. Uh, so, like you know, everything just seems inverted lately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really weird. But also, it just seems like the land of opportunity because somehow us focusing on art, it's like people kind of, as in like our art projects, it forced me to learn how to use social media when. It's nice because now I can use that for my business. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the landscape changes. It's just staying adapted. It's like that's why I love Wade Phillips in football. Uh, you know, Marv Levy was an old man, older man, even when he was coaching, you know. and Yeah, yeah I think he doesn't age. Yeah, dude. He's a fuck. He's, he's a beautiful man, dude. He just stopped at 70 and just cruises at 70. Yeah, right? And, and all of his players went to war with him. He wasn't up their asses. He treated them like men, and that's a testament. We, you know, don't expect these players to be in their playbook twenty four seven. They have a life. They need balance. They need to feel good. They don't need to be attacked on Twitter. And damn, I wish I could have talked to Michael Jordan on Twitter when I was a kid. You know, but like, I don't think these athletes get enough credit. And that's frankly why this podcast has always been kind of like motivational for myself is to take the yeah. pressure off the players. It's just been, you know, any negative thing about the player, like being drafted, they don't have a choice. You know, no. I mean it in a no. positive way of like, let's no. get him in here and take care of him. Let's, let's, let's coddle him. This is our, this is our future here. This is infancy stages of being a Buffalo bill. Let's get him to a second contract. You know, I hope so. Definitely. Rob. He- he told me he likes Western New York, so I'm hoping for it. Chick-fil-A's got to go, man. Oh, yeah. I've, I've never even eaten there. I want to. <laughs> like, I want to try it now. 
But um, okay, Nutsberger, thank you so much. That's been Rob. Um, as always, uh, follow along on Twitter at NumBillsFan, Instagram, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'm really gonna lay off on the DMs. I just get depressed because everybody wants to argue over some dumb shit. And I believe in Doug Marone's thing of accountability. And when accountability needs to come down, I'm going to feel the rush, okay? So, <laughs> um, as always, brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. And I'm your host, David Palermo. That's Rob. And uh, check out him, as always. And um, thank you. Good night.